instinct. Feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And we made it. This week, we finally discuss the new movie that has critics sharpening their pins and testing their wit and fans solidly divided again. It's the final film in the Skywalker saga with 75% less Skywalker. It's 2019's The Rise of Skywalker. But first, he's the Freddie Prince Jr. to my Kathleen Kennedy, here for the final episode in the deal that releases the incriminating photos from escrow. It's Crowley. How are you doing, Crowley? Oh, my God. Why am I Freddie Prince Jr.? Fuck that guy. Which, by the way, <laughs> who won bingo? Uh, uh, the herd who listens to this show, like, religiously said he hit bingo at least twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were several people that... that hit bingo pretty early in the rant. Uh, there were a couple of people that actually blacked out their bingo card. There was, <laughs> the rant. There were nice. some that uh, got a little pissed off that uh, Rob is a doorknob was never said. I, personally, I, I am glad it was never said, but you know, whatever. well, that's a, just that's because a classic. it wasn't said. Yeah. yeah but he never that said it. True. That's true. Never said doesn't it. mean it's not true. Yeah. Well, whatever. And speaking of doorknobs, he's the ice cream cone oh, on top fucker. of a squeaky wheel who doesn't like to be touched. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Um, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of accurate. You kind of are the uh, uh, D.O. to this show. Like, you're the droid nobody really needed and nobody really wants. He was so Poor cute, Rob. though. 
Was he really? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Fucking hairdryer on a wheel. <laughs> so, uh, the, we are now discussing the rise of Skywalker, which is what? Three days old now. So if you have not seen the well, rise wait, of Skywalker, wait a minute. Yet, no, what? hold on. Carry the two December 25th, five days. No, six, six days, six days. No. Yeah. Six days old. How is it? Oh, <laughs> Time it's travel, just baby. It's released. Yeah, time, time travel. Time travel. So, yes, as of the release of this episode, it will be six days old. Um, if you have not seen The Rise of Skywalker yet, I suggest you stop this podcast at this point and do not start it back up until you've seen The Rise of Skywalker because we will be talking about the movie directly. There will be spoilers in this I mean, podcast. I mean, the title says episode nine. You're a fucking moron if you clicked play expecting this would be spoiler free, right? I don't think I'm putting that as the title. Uh, You should put that as the title. But I think if maybe they just want to know what we thought before they go in. Should their expectations be high? Should their expectations be low? Should they wait for Netflix or Disney Plus now as the case may be? Or should they wait for Netflix? Just wait for it to come yeah, out just on wait Netflix. For Netflix. <laughs> no, don't don't wait for Netflix. There's your spoiler. Yeah. Don't go see it now. Wow, we'll wait, we'll wait. now. Yeah, no, we'll wait. Waiting. We'll we'll, we'll sit yeah, here just, while you go watch yep. it. Yep. Hit, hit pause. We'll be here when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's talk about the last most anticipated movie of the decade. Who's ready for a pod crawl? Hey, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. You have something sitting in front of each of you. Oh, that's right. Rob uh, Rob sent us something in an envelope. So that, uh, I sent you something in an envelope. I, um, looks like it's I've, been gone through by federal agents. Probably. I figured, uh, you know, Crowley <laughs> needed some sort of memento of my appreciation um, ah. for being here for what seems like forever. So I got him a little... <laughs> for both I got of us. A, Right. I got him a little Christmas gift. James got a Christmas gift. Uh, um, I guess we'll have to find out what it is uh, next week because, you know, he comes back next week. Hopefully. um, Hopefully he's not in jail. I haven't heard from him, so it's possible. Who knows? Um, But if you will go ahead. I I told these guys they couldn't open it until now. Right. I'm opening it. it. Yeah, here goes. You want the sound effect? Do it. Here we go. Terrible sound effect. Well, that one was better. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. What, you got it up in the mic or something? I did. I, yeah, I've got it right on the mic. What is it? Yeah. So there's a, oh, my God. Are, there's are a are bunch of shit ornaments? in here. <laughs> oh, shit. These- that one was supposed to go to Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> are these Christmas ornaments? Oh, like they are. Head. They are. So yes. I've, got a, I've got a Christmas ornament of the Rebel emblem. I've got a yeah, Baby got, uh, Yoda Christmas ornament. Three, three P- Wait, there's a Baby Yoda? Yes. Yeah, there baby is. Yoda! Three oh, P.O. Yeah. Yeah, look at 3PO. R2. Uh, yeah, yeah, the rebel symbol. Uh, the Death Star. That's a good one. Nice. I've got Vader. I've got the uh, uh, R2. Empire symbol. Uh, oh, and I, here's, uh, here's the yeah. Jedi symbol. Yeah. A stormtrooper. Uh, the Falcon. Uh, the Falcon. The Empire. Yeah, look at this. Vader, uh, Boba Fett. The most useless or- bounty hunter in the universe. Or is it? Or, or is it Mando? No, it's got the antenna. No, it's it's, it's got the antenna. Oh, yeah. So it's either right. Boba or Django, whichever one you want it to be. Well, and the wife's going to love the baby Yoda one. 
Just uh, FYI. Yeah, I figured that one. Uh, I thought that one was kind of cute. That one is cute. Thank you, Rob. These Thank are, you. These are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, not a problem. And you now made I can these, put these right? up on my Christmas tree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I made them. Uh, same place that I uh, made, or same same machine that I made all the other stuff that uh, you guys will hear about next week. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. Um, I will take a picture of these and post those up in the show notes so that everybody can take a look at those because these are awesome. And these then I'll put awesome. them up Thank on the you. tree. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't I put any. Too. I didn't put any ribbon or anything on it because I didn't know how you guys attached your stuff to the trees. We use, you know, uh, paper clip things. You know, tree hangers. I was worried because when I got the envelope, there was, was stuff rattling. like moving around and scraping. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, they busted the shit out of this. Yeah. No. Nope, nope. Just a bunch of little individual wooden things. Yeah. James has the, all those uh, Hallmark Star Wars ornaments, but fuck him. These are better. Yeah. There you go. All right, now we can do the pod crawl. All right, Merry Christmas to everybody. Here's the last pod crawl of the year. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The opening wall of text tells us that Butterface is back and has a podcast. Ray is training under Leia, who has also dispatched super secret spy people to find out what the fuck is going on now that JJ is back in charge. And Vader Jr. is still super emo as he looks for a mystical compass that will lead him to Emperor Butterface. VJ makes his way to unknown space, which doesn't really seem unknown since people have been there before, and finds an old Borg cube. New J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie with the Borg confirmed guys. Where was I? Oh right, VJ talks to a disembodied voice who tells him he's been a puppet of a puppet, but that he can have it all if he would just kill the girl and end the Jedi forever. You know, like what his granddaddy couldn't do. VJ says, yeah, sure thing, and heads out to find Rey. Meanwhile, Poe, Chewie and Finn are speeding along in the Falcon heading to a super-secret rendezvous point to get some super-secret information that has to be downloaded through an old printer cable because data can't be transmitted wirelessly anymore. The First Order shows up, conveniently, and a car chase in space ensues. Poe does a bunch of short-range hyperspace jumps, because hyperspace jumps don't require careful calculations anymore, and they lose their chases but fuck up the Falcon in the process. This pisses off Ray, who was practicing being a lumberjack as a backup career which was interrupted by a force time from VJ. <laughs> she gives Luke's lightsaber back to Leia saying she's not worthy and BB-8 calls her a noob. Poe reveals to everyone that Butterface is hiding out in a place that doesn't exist on the maps, but without a group of children to state the obvious like Obi-Wan had, they are at a loss on how to find him. <laughs> Ray has the answer, though, after reading the books she stole from the library. Leia gives Rey back the lightsaber and Poe, Finn, Chewie and Rey head off to Burning Man to find a contact who knows where a thing is that will lead them to another mystical compass. At the festival Rey has another force time with VJ where he steals her overpriced souvenir. After doing lab analysis and location tracking on it, they get a fix on which planet it came from and the First Order shows up five minutes after the call. Rey Ayala are rescued by Lando who offers them a cold Colt 45 and the information that will lead them to the ship where they can find the map to the compass that will take them to the place that's not on any maps. Another car chase happens, Rey charms a snake and Force unleashes a ship out of the sky which makes her think she's killed Chewie. The First Order impounds the Falcon so the trio are forced to use the old ship they've been tossing to rip information from C-3PO's head that he refuses to give up. They make their way to some snow-covered planet where Poe runs into an old girlfriend who outs him as a reject from the Dune novels. The First Order is already here and terrorizing the planet. 
Ray has another force time with VJ and once again reveals where she and her cohorts are at, and once again VJ is instantly there. A hand puppet with limited language skills rips the forbidden information from 3PO and resets his memory. The old girlfriend gives Poe a plot device that will allow them to land in a fucking Star Destroyer to rescue Chewie and retrieve the Falcon. Hux is back, briefly, and revealed to be the spy they're all looking for, tries to cover it up in the shittiest way possible and then takes a very abrupt exit from the movie. Ray and the gang head to one of the moons of Endor where the wreckage of the second Death Star is rusting away in an ocean. Another new character, because we don't have enough characters in this story already, is introduced. She has a water speeder that Ray steals to head to the wreckage where she finds the compass and discovers she's Butterface's granddaughter. But guess who is there? Yep, it's VJ. They have some words, VJ crushes the compass, and then tests Ray's Jedi training. She's not quite ready yet as she does have her ass handed to her, but doesn't fall off of a platform or lose her lightsaber. She does, <laughs> however, get some help from Leia, who distracts VJ long enough for Ray to stab him with her lightsaber. She senses Leia dying, because reasons, and heals VJ, steals his ship, because that's what she does, and heads off to pout on Actu. VJ has Skywalker's disease and hallucinates his dead father, they have a father and son moment that rewrites what happened in the first movie, and throws his lightsaber into the ocean, completing his Jedi training. On Act 2, <laughs> Rey's imaginary friend Luke tells her to suck it up and kick Butterface in the nuts. She finds Leia's hidden lightsaber, and by the power of Skywalker, heads to the Butterface cube leaving a trail of breadcrumbs behind. The rebels pick up on her trail and head there with her. Ben already knows the way, so he hitches a ride and goes as well. At Butterface's place, Ray says hi to Grandad who moves around via a giant pole up his ass and begs her to end his suffering. She says, nah, and her shadow, Ben, arrives. Butterface uses their love bond as a giant-sized bottle of Ensure to rejuvenate himself and then tosses Ben down the garbage chute. The rebels, along with a bunch of randos from worlds all over the galaxy, are tearing Butterface's fleet a new one, but he changes the weather patterns and disables all the ships. Ray's Jedi voice's wow. alarm clock goes off, waking her up, so Butterface force lightnings her. But by the power of Skywalker, she reflects it back to him Ayla Mace Windu, and he disintegrates. She collapses, dead, from something. Ben crawls up out of the garbage bin and hugs her, then brings her back to life with force wishes. They kiss, which kills Ben. Everybody celebrates, Chewie finally gets the medal he should have gotten in A New Hope, Ray buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers in the sands of Tatooine and lights up her custom job, and roll Ray walking into the twin sunset ending nobody asked for credits. <laughs> uh, that is well done. That is well uh, right there. I'm going to give you a little golf clap because uh, how many times have you seen this movie? Just once. And you, you nailed it. Like that is the, that, that is, that is a fantastic pod crawl. Nice, nicely done. Yeah. I wish I had remembered to bring my pen and pad in because I had a few more notes that I just couldn't pull out of my memory, but yeah, I think, I think I got the highlights. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's uh, very well done. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. All right, before we move on, I do want to, uh, a, a fan reached out and uh, left us a rating and a review, and I want to cover fan. that. A fan. A one, fan. One just fan. one. It's it's Frank, um, or Frank's brother. One or the other. Whoever listens to this podcast, I think it's one of those two guys. <laughs> Starlord07, who's actually a, a longtime friend of the show, uh, reached out and... Um, Did you say Rob is status? No, he... he did not Damn. say that. He didn't say that in this review. He was thinking it. Though. Let me read the review. So it's a five-star review uh, left by Starlord07. It says, great stuff. Jason runs a tight ship doing his best to keep others in line. The topic can sometimes get out of hand, but that just makes for better listening. 
Their knowledge of sci-fi is massive, but don't let that offend you. It's a great listen and very intertwining. Rob, I'm the best friend ever. Um, so thanks. What, what, say that. <laughs> say that again. I, I didn't quite hear that. I heard. I, I I guess it was all mumbled up a little bit there. Oh the, yeah. So was there the was there like distortion? Yeah. So I little, yeah, Discord does what, that. What was that again? I'll I'll, yeah, I'll fix fine. it in post. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> No, it says, so the last line is, Rob might be the best podcaster ever. <clears throat> that's what I thought. Okay, that's, oh, my God, that that's hurts. Podcast, oh, yeah, God, podcast that tin. Podcast tin. Did you, did you throw up a little bit in your mouth? I did. Saying that? It hurt. That hurt? When I heard it, I threw up a lot. I but, a little bit. Thanks, yeah. Star-Lord. Uh, we appreciate you reaching out and leaving the rating and review. If you like the show, uh, please rate and review us. We, we love to hear from you. You can uh, reach us on our Discord channel. Uh, you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. Uh, or you can leave us a tweet. However you want to reach out, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, we'd love to talk to you. So getting wait back to the movie. Wait a minute. Did we just finish the show? No. Yeah, that's it. No. We'll yeah, see you guys. That's, that's I, I'm done. Kind of what it sounded like. It sounds like having retro. Me. Oh God. <laughs> 2020 can't come fast enough. Oh, that's what she said. Oh my God. How are you fucking the best part of this show, Rob? I don't know. <sighs> Some people just got it. <laughs> yeah, like syphilis. <laughs> yes. Or the clap. All right. <laughs> uh I'd like to get first impressions from everybody. So I'll start with mine. My first impression of The Rise of Skywalker was it was really manic for the first half of the film. The pacing was just fucking super fast and it was hard to keep up. And I mean, you went from scene to scene to scene. There was no sense of any kind of time or distance again it's it's suffering from that but it's what is your problem with time and distance well i'd like to know what's going on and when we and kind we of have where established time is relative around here okay <laughs> we time travel every week <laughs> i hate you Rob. yep <sighs> so but overall I ended up really enjoying this movie. I was thinking about it. I, I, I had mixed feelings as I was coming out of the, the theater. And it took me probably about a day to process everything that I had seen God, and slow. reconcile that with the last two movies in the, that, that we've, we've reviewed in the series. And while there's definitely things that I don't like what they did in this movie, overall, I think it was a decent ending to the saga. Decent, not great, but decent. Crowley, what do you think? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You really want him to go next? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, sure let, let's go to Rob, first? Go to Rob okay. first. Yeah. Rob. I think this was a fucking travesty of him. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Channeling my inner Crowley. Oh, man. No, Um, I enjoyed it. Um... I agree with some of the stuff that you said, Jason. In fact, I have on here that, uh, you know, Abrams had to clean up a lot of uh, Ryan's puke. Yeah, he did. Um, which made the story very ADD. Yeah. Um, taking that into consideration, uh, and actually even uh, I went with went to go see it with my dad, um, and he said the same thing at the end. He's like, man, that thing jumped around a lot. And I said... 
yeah. He said there was a lot going on. I was like, he was trying to clean up eight. I mean, he was trying to clean up all this junk from eight. And and I think it got hurt for that. Um, but I think keeping that in mind, I would give this movie a solid eight. Wow. Um, I would. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it could have been better. And I think it would have been better if... Abrams wasn't having to mess, you know, fix the crap, right? Um, yeah, I think I think it would have been better if Abrams had done all three. It would have been a hell of right. a lot more consistent, right? And and a lot of this stuff, uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that he was trying to put, he pushed into this one could have possibly been put into that second one, into eight, uh, and made it a little bit more. And I, I've got a couple things that as we get deeper, I'll bring up that I I think overall I liked it all right Crowley all right and that's our show thanks for uh, watching <laughs> listening um, wow so I took James's wife to see this movie since he's off gallivanting around with uh, oh my god he's only been gone yeah. for a couple months and you're already moving into his wife well yeah <laughs> yeah um, it didn't even take a couple months she was like thank god James is gone <laughs> right yeah I'm not sure that I'm an upgrade by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so let me, I, I will try to be succinct, 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 um, whichever of those three pronunciations you want to use, I'm okay with, but I, I do, I do have a lot. I like this movie. I like this movie a lot when I'm done with my little tirade here, I will certainly give you a, a score. Uh, everybody needs to go see this movie. This movie is, is, is good. I think it's probably the best movie uh, this is the best thing that Star Wars has put out since 1980, which now means it's better than The Mandalorian, which also means it's better than seven, certainly better than eight, and better than all the prequels. It's also better than Return of the Jedi. Here's what I hated about this movie. Uh, I hated the, it's basically an action movie versus what a Star Wars movie usually is, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I just I just didn't. I was, I was hoping for more of a Star Wars uh, movie than an action movie. Uh, it's a road trip movie as well. I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure how I feel about that. I'm still trying to reconcile <laughs> how I feel about that. Uh, but it, it plays well enough. I, 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 I dig it. Um, Exogol uh, versus uh, Moraban or Korriban. I would have been much happier if they would have used uh, Moraban or Korriban, whichever one they want to use. Moraban is Korriban. Uh, as the Sith home world that that uh, uh, Palpatine was from, the, or where he was at, not where he was from, but where he was at in the movie doing a Sith ritual. Uh, retcons galore. Like, <laughs> I get it. Eight sucked. Like, it, eight was terrible. It, it, and, and But there's just so much that he had to clean up. It does distract. It takes away uh, from from what's good in the movie. Shoehorning in Le Leia Saba. Le Leia's saber, Jesus! I can't fucking Leia talk. Saber? Le Leia saber, Leia, Leia saber. What? what is Leia saber? It's kind of like her saber, except dumber. Um, shoehorning <laughs> I that do in. Declare, yeah, that's saber. just silly. That was just the silly and unnecessary because it was Luke's saber. That the focus was on Luke's saber in seven and eight, right? So they 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 took away from that. They didn't explain how they got the saber, <laughs> right? There was none of that, which I was kind of hoping we would get. And instead we're like, oh, hey, by the way, here's Leia's saber. Uh, and you're just going to use it as a plot device later on. Shoehorning in her training, um, her Jedi training should have been done in seven. And by her, I mean Leia's. 
So in seven, there wasn't a whiff. There wasn't a hint. There wasn't anything that Leia had been trained in the force. And because well, it was of Mary what, Poppins in space, that was eight. That was oh, that's eight. right. And that's right. Seven. You're saying seven. My bad. So, so in episode eight, we got the Mary Poppins in space. And in order again to retcon that here, here's some nice CGI of young Leia and young Luke, you know, gallivanting, frolicking in the forest with lightsabers. Um, because incest, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, force dyad. How about force fuck off? Okay. I, it's just, again, it's a silly plot device. Eh, fuck off. Uh, force can heal and teleport objects now. The Force can do literally motherfucking anything. Give me a fucking break. Which, well, by the, the way... the Force is motherfucking George Lucas. Fucking, he's a hack. So, the Mandalorian set up the whole Force healing thing. And I, it's, it'll be interesting to see yeah. how they bring Baby Yoda uh, and what they do with him. Uh, with this whole new force ability and, and look, and I'm not, <clears throat> I hate it. I don't know that I, that I, that I'm really hate it that much because this is what we wanted, right? We talked about this when we first saw Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn, we wanted to see what Jedi's could do. And now we're seeing what Jedi's can do mm-hmm. and, and, and technology's caught up to what we wanted to see. So in some ways I'm okay with it. Uh, the Knights of Ren, what a fucking wasted opportunity. Yeah. What a goddamn shit show. I don't even understand why there were Knights of Ren. Like, we were all under the assumption, obviously wrongly, that they were trained in the ways of the Jedi, right? That that he took them uh, from from the, the temple. Now, apparently not. They're just dudes with axes and bats. What the fuck? That's everything I hate. Now, here's everything that I loved about this movie. Literally everything else. Fuck Rose Tico. Ha <laughs> ha! Fuck Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Fuck Freddie Prince Jr. Luke is finally Luke again. Kylo dies. Ha <laughs> ha. There is no Raylo. No goddamn love story. At least not one that lasts. Uh, it ends where it starts akin to the Vader bonfire uh, on, on, uh, uh, with, 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 uh, what's his nuts? Come on. Emo. You can do it. Ben, ben Solo dying in her arms. Right, yeah. so it ends the same way that it did for Vader, which I absolutely love. That's the way it should end, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more. Hux dies; he he was castrated in the Last Jedi, and so he should have died. And then, to be honest, in Seven, he shouldn't have been in it. There should have been a Grand Moff Tarkin like second in command, and there wasn't. And that's a missed opportunity that JJ rectified. Uh, it was his fuck up in Seven? He rectified it here in Nine. There's no overt uh, social justice warrior bullshit. Now, here's the thing. So a friend of mine saw this movie and he hated it because there are elements that he uh, projected current politics onto, which you most certainly can do. And I'm okay with that. But what this movie allows you to do, which eight did not, which was leave your politics at the door and go watch the movie. And if you choose to bring your politics with you, you can certainly project that onto certain situations. But guess what? Like, it is more uh, than than forgiving if you don't do that. So I was very, very, very happy about that. Uh, the, the new yellow lightsaber for Rey, Guardian. I mean, that's a, a Jedi lore thing. I'm okay with that. She's now the Guardian of the Jedi. I like how that that goes. Um, I thought Guardian was no, green. Uh, maybe. I See, I don't know. Counselor, you're right. It was Jedi Counselor. I think. Or Consular. Consular, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but I'm okay with I'm that having too. to pull back from Knights of the Old Republic, so it's yeah. So that's what I was pulling from too. And I don't I, like I, it made things canon that what, what that that should have been canon before the Sith rituals. Give me a fucking break! I love that shit. <laughs> I love it. So so the whole ritual where he's pulling the life force out of both of them, which is I think is what he was going to do to begin with when she was going to strike him down. Right? Palpatine was never one to just willy nilly give up power, ever. So. Like, he's held on for how many years? Like, he wasn't just going to let her strike him down. He was going to take that life force. And now he has two to take the life force. When it was angry and powerful. Right. So I I see this as the Sith ritual. And when you look at the the Emperor from Star Wars The Old Republic, which they've went and uh, retconned that. Um, But before, he drew the life force out of an entire fucking planet. I, I love that they did this, that they in, included Sith rituals into this movie. Force Storm. I mean, you talked about him changing weather patterns. Force Storm was Palpatine's main ability in Legacy or whatever the fuck they call it. Like, that was his big thing. If he did Force Storm, you were fucked. And so the fact that he put this in that movie put it over the fucking top for me. Absolutely fantastic. Act three, the final act, whatever you want to fucking call it. Man, that was so good. But wait, they don't that have was... anything to draw from. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, and that's just it. That's always been the complaint. So that's what I loved about this movie. Now, here's the thing. You're going to see a lot of things. You're going to see a lot of clickbait out there. You're going to see a lot of what I call fake news, where these critics, where these writers are telling you there's a divide, that there's a backlash, that it's not doing as well as anticipated, that all of these things, and guess what? It's all fucking fake motherfucking news, and I'll tell you why. Rotten Tomato score is 53%. Or fifty six percent for uh, for critics. Oh, it's gone right up. Now. No, fifty seven percent. It's gone up. You're right. It has gone up. Fifty seven percent. It's eighty six percent for fans for the audience. I always look at the audience score before I look at the critic score. So when you look at the audience score for the Last Jedi, it's at forty three. When you look at the audience score for this, it's an eighty six. Now, you're going to see a lot of people on Twitter. And on social media that fucking absolutely loathe this movie because it didn't go the way the, the way they thought it was going to go. Hey, Freddie Prince Jr., when are you going to fucking go after these assholes? You're not. You know why? Because you're one of them. That means, like, if people love date and they went and saw this movie and they absolutely hated it, oh, my God, then it wouldn't be at 86. Because if you saw it and you loved it, you immediately went out and saw it. And then you immediately got online and you told everybody that you hated it because that's what they do. Guess what? It's at 86%. Everyone who loves The Last Jedi is a vocal minority. And you know what? Fucking J.J. Abrams just gave you all the double middle finger. (laughs) Said, fuck off, motherfucker. I'm doing this movie the way it should be done. Fan service is his way of saying, fuck off, Ryan Johnson. Fuck off, SJW. I'm making an entertaining movie for the fans. You can all suck it. I'm out, bitches. (laughs) Oh, my God. So <laughs> we've established that you watched the entire movie. Yes. All was there a point where you almost walked out? Yes. Really? Where? Yes, there was. So when they were on uh, the the moon of Endor, it wasn't Endor. It was moon of Endor. Yeah, it was. A, it was the ocean moon of Endor, not the forest. Yeah, moon the ocean of Endor. moon of Endor. Yeah. The ocean, man. <laughs> so it was during it was during that, and it was right after the fight scene where she should have killed Kylo, and instead she lets him live because she's in love. And I looked, 
I looked at James's wife and I said, I'm leaving. And I literally was getting up. The, 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 the theater we went to has these lounge recliners that, you know, it's called a dream lounge. Yeah, you yeah, can, they were. You know, got your feet up. Yeah, yeah so most I was, places I was, have had it for like years. Anyway. Yeah, here, here in the cornfields of Iowa. You just got it last week. We, we, yeah, we, we just got it. Well, it so takes a long I, time put, to convert corn to a recliner. Yeah, it does. It does. It's 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 a process. We have should have used those jumbo packs. We have corn gnomes that go around and do that. <laughs> anyway, corn gnomes. <laughs> so I'm putting the recliner down. Literally, I am getting up to leave, and she grabs my arm. She's like, just, just, just watch. She's like, because I don't want to leave. She's like, I want to see what I I'm like, fine. So I put it back up and I stayed in. God damn, am I glad I did. Interesting. So you thought the whole Raylo thing was about to happen and you were about to walk out. I did. And you were going to miss about to a walk great out. movie. And literally five minutes, like what, three minutes later, like when she's flying off and Finn with his new girl who's not Rose Tico and makes so much more sense because they treated her as an ancillary character and not a main character trying to be shoehorned into a fucking movie. Fuck you, Rose Tico, you fucking poorly written fucking character. Guess what? And, like, and fucking we, Han we comes the back, character, not the actress. Just not the actress, the character. Yes, poorly written yes. character. There we go. Fucking Han Solo's there. Force ghost Han Solo. No, he's not a force ghost. He was a hallucination. No, he, was, he was a hallucination. I don't know if he was a hallucination. He didn't he glow a like a force ghost. Well, no, that's true. Okay, that's he probably was, true. He was straight up there. But he did what a father does. <clears throat> like, so we're, the three of us are fathers, right? Is there anything, and, and I mean this, is there anything that your kid could do to you that you wouldn't ultimately forgive them for? Murder me. <laughs> I don't maybe I don't know but I, I a father figure and this goes to mythology this goes to theology which is what these movies deal with these heady issues right like, they're kids movies but they still deal with them fathers always forgive like that is the tenet that is the main tenet of Christianity is that the father forgives and guess what that's what Han Solo does he forgives Kylo for this heinous act against him. Or at least so Kylo Kylo's head cannon of his father forgave him. But, and I'm okay with that because it turns him. Yeah. I mean right? if that gets his redemption. Yeah, if that's what it takes for Kylo to reconcile what he did with himself, I can I can see and that that's how I kind of play or understood that scene was it wasn't actually Han. Han's dead, and he's he wasn't Force-aligned or Force-sensitive, so he's not a Force ghost. He wasn't a Jedi. He's just fucking dead. And Kylo, you know, saw in in his grief and in his tribulation or in his uh, conflict within himself, saw his father and was reliving that pivotal point in his life and taking a different path. And how many times in the course of, and, and I think we can speak to this as men, how many times in the course of our lives have we heard our father's voice in our head? Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. We have those pivotal moments in our lives where we have these paradigm shifts where everything changes for us. And who's there? It's typically your dad telling you in your head, hey, this is what I would do. So I, I, I as a man, as a, as a human male, I, I, I identify with this. It, it connects with me on a big level uh, as someone who has studied theology and mythology. It connects with me on a big level. These are, these are our 
mythologies. These are our mythical stories. These are the stories that, that, that obviously have been around for 40 years and they will continue to be around because they resonate with us for reasons. This is one of those reasons. So I have zero issue with it, but there's also consequences and JJ understands that. And so part of the consequence of patricide is you're going to die. Right. And so Kylo gets the death that he deserves for patricide and for all of these heinous evil acts that he has committed across the galaxy for literally genocide. Like, let's not forget that they, that the star killer base and how many worlds he destroyed. Right. Literal genocide. There is zero way Kylo should live. There is zero way Ben Solo should live. None. Same with Vader. Because they're the same character. They're right. conflicted. And so. They have daddy the, issues. Yeah. 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 So guess what? Well, I'm okay with him dying. Issues. And anyone who isn't because they want to have this love story and redemption. He got his fucking redemption. He got it. He, he turned from the dark side. Not only that, he sacrificed himself for the goddamn greater good. Which was that the Jedi get to live on through Rey. So. Everybody who hates it, everybody wants to bitch about it, go back to your fucking mom's basement and fucking jerk off to yourself. Because I don't care. I don't care. You can write all the stories you want about it. You can start GoFundMes, which they have, to change it. You can do what? All this. Yeah, there's $25,000 sitting out there uh, so that somebody can write their own uh, fan fiction story about how, how it should have ended. Oh, my God. A, yeah. I don't give a fuck. You guys can all whack off to this in your fucking echo chambers. This is a perfect ending uh, for Kylo, <laughs> for Kylo, for Ben, for Ray, and I think it's a, I think it's overall a good story. I think overall it's a good movie. This is solidly. When I left, I looked at my uh, or James's wife. Excuse me, uh, a little Freudian presumptuous on my part. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, something you need to announce. No, what he's saying no. is uh, there's a chance. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going way back into James's subconscious when this is all fucking done. Um, so I, when I looked at her and I said, this is solidly an eight and a half. I said, this is solid eight and a half. For me. Wow. I really like this movie. Yeah. And she said, wow, this is the, literally she echoed what you said. And I said, I need to think about it for a couple of days. Well, this morning I woke up and I thought to myself, I'm going to start looking to see what other people are thinking about it before, you know, cause I want to be prepared for the podcast and kind of just see what the zeitgeist is saying. And social media, which is when what? Do There's you like, ever prepare for a podcast. I know There's, this is a first. <laughs> I mean, you, there, you literally <laughs> came up with your awards right before we recorded. Yeah, we did. I did. Yeah, that's true. Like you were, but I have so, like all this other, me. like all this other stuff that's coming out of my mouth right now. Completely prepared. Um, there's literally less than twenty percent of the U.S. population that's on Twitter, right? Less than twenty percent. So they're not the majority. They're just a very, very vocal minority. Uh, so what they say, it doesn't matter. But when I started seeing some of these people's timelines and how but hurt they are and how, how angry they are. I mean, I hated the last Jedi and I tell everybody I hate the last Jedi, but I like to hear myself talk. So I just kind of chalk it up to that. I mean, I don't expect anybody to listen to me. Nine times out of 10, it's just like, shut the fuck up, Crowley. Yep. But these people, we could, holy, we could do that. You, I don't listen, but you can <laughs> like, holy balls. Like I didn't get on Twitter and bemoan it. Not nearly like these people have. Holy Jesus. It's just, it's bad. They're literally, and I mean this, literally crying how this movie ended. And when I saw that, 
when I saw how butthurt they were, when I saw how the left, the media, the fake news is telling you that this movie is trash, when I see these, these critics at 356 confirmed critics on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes have, have given this a 57, 31,127 have given this an 86. When I see that, I get happy. And so I bumped it up half a point. A nine. This is a nine. And it's a nine because all you leftists, all you motherfuckers that are pissed that the fucking stormtroopers, uh, these first order troopers now have, they're force sensitive, which makes sense when you think about the empire going after force sensitive kids. Why wouldn't the first order go after force sensitive kids? Like you can just make that connection in your head and be like, okay, I'm okay with it. You know, but these are the same people that when the kid fucking pulls the broom at eight, with the force towards him. And everyone's like, oh, everybody has the force. They they loved it. Now they hate it. You all can fuck off. All of you. You fucking hypocritical two-faced sons of bitches talking out of both sides of your mouth. This movie is fine. And because of your idiocy, because of your arrogance and your narcissism, it's a nine. <laughs> Put that in your pipes and smoke it. Uh, I'm, I don't have quite as high of a, a view as, as either of you. I would give it about a 7.5, maybe pulling to an eight. The, the more I think about it and I'll have a second viewing in the next week or so, the more I think about it, I, I like it a little more, but just the pacing issues alone, throw it down on me. It was too fucking hard to keep up with, especially, I mean, you're just inundated with scene after scene after scene. And some of the, that's how movies work. No, but not not <laughs> like this. Scenes after scenes after not scenes. like this. No, I mean, I, there, no, there's yeah, some right. there's some consistency yeah. issues. I mean, when Kylo was still on the fucking wrecked out Death Star and Poe and all of them were yeah. all of a sudden back at the Rebel base. I mean, what the fuck? Are, yeah. Were they at the planet next door? Are all of these planets like in the same solar system? Is that how they're they jumping do, back and forth so fast? Yeah, they were doing light speed skipping. Yeah, the light Which, speed skipping. Yeah, okay. okay, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Before you say it's bullshit, because a lot of people are like, that's the, one of the things they get hung up on. It's the same thing as people getting hung up on the bombs falling, quote unquote, in episode at the beginning of episode eight. Like, just turn your brain off and enjoy the goddamn science fiction movie. But they have established. So. There were but several I I scenes know. in the previous movies where they couldn't jump to hyperspace because they were still calculating that. No, I get that. I totally understand it. But here's I, the thing. It does <laughs> does them like the high speed. Like it's, it's their version of high speed. Like I'm not trying to defend it because you're right. It's a plot hole and it's a pretty big plot hole that they don't explain. But it doesn't think, make it any I less I think it was fun. just punching and seeing what happens. Yeah, I kind of get that I, that's too. That's what I think. I, I think it's I mean, a blind that, it, jump. It's and it's also jump. something that he's done before. So how do we not know that he hasn't ha, doesn't have that programmed into the to the computer to do it? Yeah. Like I mean, is there something he that well, says if, he can't pre plot it? If they had, you know, even vaguely referenced something like that, that would have helped. But they, they have were, established okay. in previous movies that that without but hyperspace jump calculations, you're more than likely going to fucking end up in the middle of a planet when you come out of hyperspace. <laughs> but what did Ray say? When they landed on the planet, Ray said, I told you not to do this. The Falcon can't do it. Well, no, she, she said, take it. she said the Falcon 
physically can't handle it. So hitting hyperspace over and over again puts strain on the compressors in the Falcon and it fucks it up. She was worried about the Falcon being fucked up, not that they ended up in the middle of a planet. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And that's, I, I again, it's a fair criticism, but I, again, I just think I can turn my brain off and just, I, look, I'm watching a movie where she's floating and fucking rocks are spinning around her. And where see, I find it. that more plausible than the fucking hyperspace skipping. I mean, oh, where we've guy. seen oh. her, we have seen her power grow movie I after guess, movie. Now, you can make the argument that they're increasing the power exponentially and it's 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 basically becoming unbelievable at that point. I mean, she pulls a fucking pla- a spaceship out of the sky like they did in The Force Unleashed. That was Yeah, but it's not as big as that. Well, no. It's a transport. It's not like it was a, a, a it wasn't a fucking star, star destroyer, destroyer, right? But still. And I, she's look, pulling a fucking ship that. out of space. But we all want sure. that, don't we? To a okay. point, we also, but we also want to be entertained. Like I don't want to bring it to a base level here, but at at its core, it is. Uh, and flying through space realistically, uh, and having boring. what would you say, right? Okay, but, with the time and distance, it would be very boring. Okay, but when you establish rules that create uh, suspense. Like the hyperspace, you have to calculate hyperspace. And then you break those rules for a plot device so you can have a high-speed car chase in space. That but these are easily retconned with Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest here, right? They're easily retconned with Disney+. Plus. If they didn't have this, I mean, look. They, they, they ret, they've basically retconned the force at this point because Baby Yoda can heal. And now we saw Ray heal. And then we see Ben heal. Healing is, and we saw the fucking emperor pull the life force out of both of them and get healed. Well, but they had, they had force healing in legends. That's nothing. But not like this. Never like this. Not in anything that's considered canon until we saw it Wednesday with cute little baby Yoda. Dear baby Yoda. Like I, when I pray to baby Yoda, I pray to him because he is the cutest version of Yoda. (laughs) That like Dear sweet baby Yoda. Now you have a talisman. I'm just, I do. I love it. Um, My wife is literally, or James's wife is literally going to go nuts for that. (laughs) So I'm just saying this is, these kinds of things. And and I can turn my brain off too, and I can suspend disbelief. But when you're breaking basic core rules like that, it it pulls me out of the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? I guess, but at the same time. There was so much that he literally had to jam into this movie to finish. No, no, no. no. I get it. I get it. I get the it. The story. So, so I, I guess for me, it boils down to this is story, right? We all go to the movies to be entertained and, and the story has to make sense. And sure, there are little things that we can kind of turn our brain off and, and suspend disbelief and go, okay. At the core, was this a good story for you, Jason? It was for the most part. I didn't understand why, you know, Leia died. I didn't really understand why Ben died. Uh, just because, because same she reason overdosed. fucking Luke died. I, so here's the thing. He looked at this and he went, Luke isn't Luke. And Luke dying is silly, but we can't put Leia in the movie. So let's make Leia die the same way. Because what did, you know what? How did I fucking miss this before? Leia was the one because what did what did Maz say? Maz said Leia's the Leia knows what she needs to do to get her boy back. Right, and she, and she left and she went off to do whatever it was she was going to do and she didn't fade. She died, but she didn't fade. Yeah, she didn't fade she didn't, until uh, until, until Han, Ben dead or Ben died until 
Right. But Han wasn't a force ghost. What if Han you think was she a projection of, from Leia? Ooh. Yes. Oh, that's a good twist. I like that. I, I didn't I think like about that it. either. That's I, I personally, I think that's the, like, I, I like that in my head canon. I don't know if that's what that was, but Maz basically alludes to it when she's like, Leia knows what she has to do to get her boy back. Well, I mean, that makes more sense than Leia laying down and just saying, Ben and distracting and him long go, enough for Ray to stab him in the him. gut. <laughs> right. I mean, but now they're all together. If like that the three of them are together in the force, right? Well, eh, I would say Ben and her are together in the force. I don't know that Han would be together in the force. Where would Han go? If, He's if just the force dead. pulls it, binds us. So you're saying that, that non force users, people who aren't force sensitive, don't go back in the force. They just rot in the ground. I don't know. Maybe. Well, that's sad. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. You made Crowley yeah, sad. That's terrible. Yeah. So, so let's let's stick to this life force thing real quick. Okay. Um, um, why? So, if if Palpatine slash Glados <laughs> could fight, <laughs> wow. told you I had something, Crowley. Yeah, I told you, that's you. pretty good. Yeah. Like yeah, that that is the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, when, I, I when thought you about see that too. The, the the cave shot. It's like, dude, that's like Gladys all over again. <laughs> anyway, so if Palpatine slash Glados could siphon life force from people, um, why didn't he ever just like set up a production line and <laughs> just go to town until he got better? Well, yeah, I don't it wouldn't think... be as potent. But everybody has the force running through them. I don't think that he was going to suck the life it. force out of Ray. I think he was going to possess Ray. I think he wanted to wanted her to kill Doesn't him. Doesn't he say that? Yeah, I, he was going to possess Ray and basically live in her as the new empress. But when he discovered that Ray and Ben had this force connection, he was able to tap into that and basically suck the will to live from both of them. Well, he was shocked by what it did to him. Right. He was like, okay. oh, a dyad in the force. He didn't know they were a dyad, which, by the way, fuck dyad. Fuck the fucking dyad. So, so, I don't so know what a dyad didn't, is. He didn't so. realize he I could reverse it. He, he didn't know he could, like, no. instead but of when he did, healing somebody, like, he could take. He took somebody. a taste of the insurance and was like, ooh, this tastes good. It's like strawberries, and then sucked it on down. Okay. Old people don't like strawberries. They're they're vanilla or chocolate. But you would think, you would think if, if the healing thing is doable sith could do the reverse no well some can and some can't and so the right. sith had rituals this and uh like this all like i don't want to get too deep in the weeds here right but the sith in legacy had had rituals and through these rituals it's kind of like the night sisters from the clone wars if you if you watch the clone wars and the night sisters they're very much like that uh and and so i i through these rituals, like you can do certain things, like pull the life force out of an entire planet. Most of the time, it doesn't work because you have to be a very strong force user to do it. It could backfire and kill you. Palpatine is, without question, in in all of Star Wars lore, one of the more powerful force users. Uh, and and so, and his force gifts lie in in different areas. Uh, and in manipulation and in shrouding the dark side so that the light can't see it and, and all kinds of different things. But for Storm and these rituals and life force, that is all very much part of it's now Star Wars canon 
uh, and it was at one point Star Wars canon before. So I, I am okay with bringing this part back. I think it makes the Sith much more interesting. I think it makes the Force much more interesting. And to be honest, I really want to see a series or movies that deal with all of this. So, so st- sticking with the rituals, who are the fuckheads out there in the Coliseum? Followers, think? sycophants. Yeah, they were, they were followers they were, and believers of Palpatine. Yeah, they were Sith okay. acolytes or whatever the fuck they were called. Yeah. Okay. So you acolytes think you word, think yeah. they were real? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. They were the ones okay. keeping him alive. They were the ones working on the machinery. He couldn't work okay. on the machinery to keep himself alive. They well, were. it looked like it was only a few people working on machinery. So basically yeah, that looked- planet is like a Sith old folks home. Well, that planet, I, see, that's just where, that's where my questions lie is. So if it's not Korriban or Moriban, whatever the fuck they want to call it now, uh, Exegol, what, what is Exegol? Like, where does that lie in uh, Star Wars lore? Because I'm not familiar with it. Like, if it was something, like, if they would have brought in, like, that's where Plag- Plagueis is from, if that's where Nihilus is from, if that's where Bane is from. They had a Nihilus statue in the background. They, they did have a Nihilus statue. They had yes, a bunch of did. statues, though. So I, I feel like now that's the new Korriban. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. Why couldn't you just call it Korriban or even yeah, Moriban? Or I like Korriban more. Yeah. But you call it Moriban, I would have been fine with Less that. So I guess that planet boy at the band. very beginning of the band. movie where Kylo Ren was looking for the uh, the compass, that was more uh, Mustafar. The Sith Wayfinder? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Mustafar. That, Mustafar. that was, uh, was where that? Vader did all his shit. Yes. Okay. So they used Mustafar, yeah. but they didn't use Korriban. Well, they used well, Mustafar Korriban's not, in uh, episode three. But it's not movie canon. Korriban and Moriban aren't movie canon. So now we're don't think. separating canon? I, that's just it. I don't know. Like Those are the kind of things that I wish. You have to. Uh, that I'd be privy to some of these discussions in the writer's room that don't include Dave Filoni because fuck that guy. But <laughs> I, I wish that I was privy to those conversations and maybe we'll get a book or some, some kind of something about, I'm sure we'll get another uh, documentary or a movie about how this movie was made and maybe we'll get a, a insights into it. And, and honestly, when they go through and, and the fans like us start picking it apart, like we are, uh, they're probably going to have to retcon some stuff. Like I said, with Disney plus, which is the great thing about having your own, production studio now that you can make these shows like the Mandalorian, like Obi-Wan and, and you can start to retcon some of this stuff and kind of tie off loose ends and then see where it goes. It's a great playground to play in. And I get upset, not so much with the picking it apart and the plot holes and whatnot. I get upset with how people perceive the story. So I saw, and I'm not going to call anybody out because I don't care, but I've seen people say that this, this sets feminists back. How? That's what I said. And I even said that to my wife. I said, so-and-so says that this sets feminists back. This is a feminist uh, dumpster fire. You want me she to goes, say how? the name? I no. can say the name. No, don't. Uh, she's like, how? She was like, a woman wins. A woman rejects who she was supposed to be by being a Palpatine. A woman then chooses who she wants to be, a Skywalker, and basically breaks the glass ceiling, ceiling while still being a heroine. She's like, how is this not a feminist story. She didn't take off her bra and burn it. Oh yeah. There wasn't that. Yeah. Mm. So I don't get it. And again, it's just people. Somebody said this earlier. I think it was Jason who said it's second year lit majors upset that (laughs) their head cannon didn't fucking come to fruition. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I read a bunch of shit that people were projecting onto this movie long before this movie was even produced. I mean, it was right after the the second movie. And it, it had to do with fairy tales and mythology and all of these archetypes of literary um, <laughs> bullshit. Yes, stories tend to borrow from previous stories, but most stories don't borrow from previous stories in a conscious way like that. That's just not how good storytelling is done. Um, you, li- you tend to write or good storytellers tend to write what they know and what they've read before. So it's, it's much more of a subconscious decision and that's how we get such a mixing of genres that we have now. Um, it's, it's really hard to find a story that, that stays in its own lane genre wise. So yeah, you could say there's elements of fairy tale in this. There's definitely elements of fantasy in Star Wars. It's very sci-fi. Um, these last movies have a lot of adventure tropes in them. It's it's a conglomeration of various different genres. But when you start overanalyzing this shit and then projecting what you think the next movie is going to be and it doesn't fit your projection or what you think it should be, and then you take that to heart and like it's a rejection of what and who you are. Get over it. Thank you. I, I The same goes for politics. I think when you go into a movie and you're not force fed and you're able to, I mean, we've talked about this movies are works of art, right? And so you should be able to look at the work of art and certainly the artist has a, something they're trying to say, but you should also be able to pull out of it things that, the, that maybe the, the, the writer, the artist didn't, didn't even think of. Because you're seeing it from your perspective. From your experience. Your perspective yes. is definitely different than, than than the writer or the the artist's perspective. So I don't like I, I reject that it, every movie, every piece of art, every every piece of work of music, like I reject that that it it has to uh fit in a box and that box is is uh what the author wants it to be or what the what the artist wants it to be. That box can be anything that the viewer, the one enjoying the art, wants it to be. Because guess what? Works of art from a thousand years ago that we still have, works of art from hundreds of years ago that we still have. That artist may have been trying to say something about society at that time, but we're going to interpret it differently because our society is much different than the society that was there during that time. True. And there's not a whole lot of works of art that have, you know, detailed notes as to what the artist was intending at that time. There are some, and we can, we can glean some of, uh, some from historical reference, but you're right. I mean, a lot of art is consumed and you interpret that based on your experiences. And if you go in with a preconceived set of notions as to what you think that art should be, then you're probably going to be sorely disappointed when it's not what you think it should be. Yeah, but should you be disappointed to the point where you're crying? I, where, oh my God, the sky is falling. I'm going to leave Discord servers and just completely leave the series. That's I didn't how our leave culture the, is right I now. didn't leave the series when eight sucked balls. <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, I'm not like that, but to... some people are. I mean, some people are <laughs> yes. so threatened when things don't conform to their worldview that they just shut down. That is a that is a scary way to live. And when you think about the the number of people in society that do that now, 
I, I fear for the future of humanity. Yep. Hey, before we move on, can we rank these movies now? Can we rank the Let's Star Wars do movies? It. Like Let's from- do it. Yes. Wait, are we doing a uh, are we doing a joint rank here, or does everybody get their own? Everybody opinion? gets their own opinion because oh, y'all's no, like are being... wrong, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right, Rob, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Crowley, oh, and I'll give the definitive fuck. list. Good God! Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Put me on the spot. All right. Uh, start from bottom up. Bottom up. Okay, so. Um, What's number nine? Episode eight is going to be my number top, uh, my top one, just to piss off Crowley. (laughs) Uh, We're starting from bottom up, dipshit. What's your number nine? Uh, It's still number eight. It's still (laughs) number eight. (laughs) It's still episode eight. Um, Well done. Well done. Yes. I didn't really like it. Um, I mean, it was all right, but yeah, there was too much wrong for it to overcome. Right. Uh, number eight. Clone Wars uh, would be number eight. Okay. Um, I'm trying to go through this. Number seven? Uh, you know, it's a it's kind of a six and seven are kind of tied with one and three. Um, just in terms of each one of them had some crap that kind of sucked. Okay. So we'll say six, uh, seven is one and three. We'll, yeah, we'll put those yeah, on evil, they, or evil, evil, evil yeah. <laughs> level footing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, six, seven. So uh, now we are uh, we're now at five. I would have to say I'd have to put the Ewoks. At about five, okay. just because. So Return that, of the Jedi is five. Yeah, Return of the Jedi, and and it was just straightly the Ewoks and the fact that they had an army that could take out everything. <laughs> Number four. Nowhere. <laughs> it was it was very implausible. Um, let's see. So now I've got. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure. I've got New Hope, Empire, Nine, and uh, Seven. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, let's go seven, uh, nine. New Hope, Empire. Okay, that's that's about where I want. Um, and, and you could kind of say that uh, uh, nine and New Hope might be able to flip flop, but I think New Hope is better because it started it, and it was something different. Than you know, than what you have seen before. Okay. At that particular time. Cool. So. All right, Crowley, number nine. Man, that was like pulling teeth. I know. It's, it, what are you talking about? It just wasn't something I had thought it's about. Just, and you're like, oh, Rob, go first. All right. Well, I'll try not to make it sound like I had this list pre-planned. Uh, my last would just would be the Last Jedi, followed by Attack of the Clones, uh, and then the Phantom Menace, and then Revenge of the Sith. And then Return of the Jedi, uh, and then uh, The Force Awakens, and then tied for second is uh, the uh, the Rise of Skywalker and A New Hope, and number one overall, without any question or doubt in my mind, is Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Ah oh, man, I was hoping it was a nice episode. list. All right, so mine, uh, number nine is going to go Attack of the Clones. I hate that fucking movie. That movie sucks <laughs> that so, so fucking much. Uh, number eight is Phantom Menace, because I don't like that one either. 
And number seven is going to be Revenge of the Sith because it is marginally better than the first two that came before it. Wow, so, you put the prequels, all the prequels so, at the bottom. Uh, yes, I can't stand them. So those he's, his, his ranking basically follows the line of how the movies um, These are released. Are, yeah. Oh, I said, are, I said so, Attack of the Clones was, was nine. Oh, so no. Phantom okay. Menace is okay, I'm sorry. marginally better than that. <laughs> marginally, marginally is probably, probably the best way to... That, uh, that's the best explainer. All right, so six is going to go to TLJ. Um, it was better than the prequels, but not better than any of the other movies. Uh, number five is a tough one because it's going to be a toss-up between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, I'm probably going to go Return of the Jedi on number five, Force Awakens on number four. I'll probably go... Uh, the Rise of Skywalker, number three. Um, Empire at number two and A New Hope at number one. Wow. How is Empire not number one? I like A New Hope better. I like the movie that started it all. It, I think it mm-hmm. I think it was... So Empire is a good movie. I mean, it's my number two, but it was so narrowly focused on the story. The the A New Hope had a had a bigger story. It, it started off the, the franchise. It had a bigger vision. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It's a good list. I, it's a hot list. I like it. I, I like the hot take that the prequels are terrible. <laughs> that's not a hot take. <laughs> not a that's hot just take fact. No. <laughs> no, they're so bad. So bad. Like, I feel bad when people come to me. They're like, hey, you, you like Star Wars. What Star Wars movie should I start off watching? Like, not one, two, or three. <laughs> and not, not those at all. Like, well, do I need to watch Rogue One? Well, after you watch the rest of them. What about Solo? No, you never have to watch Solo. Never. Solo doesn't help you any. <laughs> no, nah, Solo's terrible, too. You could throw that in with the prequels. You know, I haven't seen all of Solo yet. <laughs> you know what? You're not missing anything. I know. <laughs> Han's a murderer. They made Han a murderer, so there's that. Well, I mean, he was a murderer in A, a New Hope, too. He shot first. That was self-defense. Yeah, that was self-defense. This was not self-defense. Sure. I, I, the, he put himself in that position. He didn't have to. Yeah. He's a murderer. All right, Crowley. So uh, this is the the final one. Is this the uh, Rise of Skywalker more sci-fi than eleven twenty two sixty three? So on the Rise of Skywalker, you have uh, magic rituals. Ooh, you have somebody who's dead who's who's suddenly alive again and has a podcast because who the fuck doesn't at this point? <laughs> Uh, you have spaceships that can uh, hyper jump skip. I don't like you can hop hyper jump skip, hop skip jump. I don't light speed what, skipping. Yeah, whatever. Tumalu. There it is. Uh, yeah, Tumalu, my darling. Uh, you you have uh, sabers of light, laser swords. Uh, you have force ghosts, uh, and, and you have spaceships. You have uh, talking giant dogs. Uh, you have uh, <laughs> tiny. Um, little aliens that are kind of funny. Like I, the the comedy in this it movie so is, cute. yeah, it like so I cute. just it was really well done. Uh, you have robots, androids. You have androids, not phones either. But that's what the android was named <laughs> after. Fun fact. Um, you laser uh, blasters. You have uh jetpacks. Uh, and, and you have um Hux dying. Uh, all of this 
uh, is definitely more sci-fi than 11, 22, 63 because you just have a closet and some douche that thinks he's time traveling. <laughs> he was time traveling. Maybe, maybe not. Nothing changed. So, <laughs> all right. Who's got awards? Uh, yes. Yes. Rob, who's got your uh, black lung? Uh, my black lung went to Kylo Ren um, when he figured out how his dad felt. Ah, yeah. There you go. Crowley? Uh, I have two black lungs. The first goes to uh, Palps because he was on hooked up to some kind of fucking machine that was making him live. No, that's uh, called the, other the one, iron lung. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. I knew it was something with lung. And then the other one uh, goes to Hux because he was on fire. Yes, he was. <laughs> so mine's going to go to Kylo. That thing blew him back far. Yeah, it did. Right? Yeah, that's kind of weird that sometimes they'll get thrown back by a blaster and sometimes they just kind of collapse. Anyways, acting. Kylo is getting mine uh, for basically the same reason as Rob. He got he got stabbed in the chest just like his dad. So, Crowley, who's got your uh, head lush? Ryan Johnson for eight. <laughs> He's, he had nothing to do with this movie, and you're giving it to him. I know, but because of him, we had a shoehorn in a bunch of stuff. So he gets my head lush award because the only way you would write that fucking shit show fucking dumpster fire of a goddamn movie is if you're drunk. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rob? Um, I went with uh, good old Emperor Palpatine because uh, he got a blast from the past and uh, got himself lightning face. A little too much lightning face. Okay. Okay. Is that like so, shit-faced? I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he was drunk on his own absolute power. How'd that go again? I didn't catch that. That was um, terrible. I know. It's it's my throat. It, that's about as good as it's going to come out. <laughs> I was trying to sound evil, and it just sounded like it was choked off. <laughs> this is as low as I can go on K104. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, so mine's also mm. going to go to Palpatine, but for something a little different. He was uh, basically hooked up to all the IVs, and, you know, there had to be a vodka <laughs> drip in there somewhere. <laughs> okay. All right, Rob, who's got your player? Uh, I gave it to Ray for putting on the sweet moves on uh, Ben Solo um, at the end there. She kind of gave him a smile, gave him a kiss, and killed him. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. She, she pulled a granddaddy move. She just sucked the life force right out of him. He died happy, though. That's true. Crowley? Uh, Maz Kanata. Okay. She gave Chewie the medal that he needed to get in four for one reason and one reason only. She wants the Harry D, man. Ah, yeah. Yeah, That she does have a big, huge uh, Chewie crush, doesn't she? Yeah, she wants that Harry D. Yep. Oh, my God, that thing would be as big as her. <laughs> okay, look, I don't need to know Thump. what fucking porn you and Rob are watching. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so my player award oh, is going to go to Ben because... <laughs> Um, he, uh, basically stalked Ray the entire fucking movie. Every time he force timed her, he would show up. He'd find out where she is and he'd show up. He stalked her the entire fucking movie. And she finally just had to basically kiss him and, and kill him to get rid of him. Is that, is that a player or more of a creeper? Well, we'll, we'll call it a player, but yeah, it, it probably qualifies for the creeper award. Okay. All right, Crowley, who's got your uh, purple hippo? 
man, I was going to give this to Palpatine because I mean, he's got to like, just be out of it all the time on that thing. But I'm really going to give this, I think I, this one uh, deservedly goes to three PO <laughs> because when, when he woke up from having his memory wiped and he's like, hello, I see three PO human cyborg relations. I, he's just, yeah. Like that's, that's gotta be a fucking, or maybe it's just everybody around three PO at that time is gets the fucking purple hippo award. Cause what a mind fuck that yeah, is. Yeah. How, I mean, he, he's basically coming online for the first time again. And so he has but I no like recollection. That they did that nod, right? They did that nod to the, to the running joke that he just gets his memory wiped all the right, fucking time. Yeah. So I like it. I, I thought that was uh I thought that was a nice little nod to that. It was good. Rob. Uh, mine's going to uh, Ray and Ben, uh, specifically Ben Solo, um, for finding out that they can play hide the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. She's a Skywalker now, so uh, it's fine. It's totally oh, wait, okay. Wait, wait, are they cousins then? Technically, yeah, they would be cousins. So they're kissing cousins. Maybe not. That's... I still say, who did she see at the end? I still say, like she is the. Uh, she is the the force incest love child of Leia and Luke. Yeah, she saw Luke mm-hmm, and Leia at mm-hmm. the very end. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's totally fits within canon. I mean, yeah. Hey, mom and dad, this is weird. I'm gonna go Game of Thrones some shit now. <laughs> All right. So my purple hippo is going to everybody at Burning Man. Oh my god! <laughs> it's funny you say that. I forgot to say. I literally looked at my wife when they showed up on that planet and they got to the edge and you see it. I'm like. Oh, look, it's Burning Man. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I said those are the exact words. So as we oh, were talking, I missed a few of my non-existent notes. I was going to mention the Kylo Ren boy band and, um, <laughs> yeah, I had a few others uh, that I had come up with while I was watching the movie and then just couldn't remember them because I didn't get them jotted down in time. God, I wish I had taken a pen and paper, but. I still say the biggest disappointment in this movie, without a doubt, the Knights of are Ren. the Knights of Ren. Yeah. 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 They didn't do so, shit. And I, wrote, I mean, they beat on Kylo down. for a little bit until he got a lightsaber, yeah. and then, oh, my God. Quickly took care of him. Yeah, I wrote down that they were useless, um, and I only think that they were added because they were put in the first one. Everybody was asking about, well, who are they? They were supposed to be in the second one, be a little bit more, um, uh, you know, ominous and 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 threatening. Ominous, ominous as well. Well, yeah. whatever, you know. I don't know what um, ominous ambidextrous is. Is and threatening. Uh, the new ominous, the twenty twenty ominous. Yeah, it's like an <laughs> omnibus. Uh, but uh, Ryan said, "Fuck the Rin," and got rid of him in eight. So yeah, I feel like I, I, like a lot of things. I think he just was trying. Yeah. yeah, he was trying to clean that up. Man, you gotta wonder what I, the fuck was going through Ryan Johnson's head. I, you have Crack. to wonder what was going through JJ's head when Kathleen Kennedy said, "Hey, can you come fix Rage. this?" Like you, I, I want to be on on that conversation because if I'm JJ, I'm going, "I'll fix this," but you're going to give me everything I motherfucking want. Right. I mean, this is it's just it's just I feel bad for him. Like I said, I think Seven was a great setup movie. I, it was safe. He played it safe because he knew he wasn't going to be doing any of the other ones. So he's like, "Let's see where this story goes. I'm going to give you all the elements that they had in four. Like you can go wherever you want." And it went. It like literally, I can just picture Doctor Strange going. You went the one way you probably shouldn't have gone. <laughs> like out of the, all the fucking timelines, this is the one that we get. No, 
And so they were like, please come back and fix this. Right. And I, I think he did a, I think he did a good job. It's not a great job. I think he did a good job with it. I think that it does justice to the, uh, to the star Wars franchise. I think it does justice to the Skywalker legacy. Uh, and it hits on all the notes that I wanted it to hit on. Uh, but yeah, the Knights of Ren kind of just get lost. It's funny that look that he gets right before he pulls the the saber that force teleported oh, yeah. to, to his hand. That look that he gives is literally the same look that Adam Sandler got in Billy Madison where he grabbed the ball and dodgeball and went, now you're all in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it was the same look. That's, and I was like, this yeah, is Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking in my, in my yeah. head. I was like, oh, they fucked up now. Yeah. This was I the think, moment that Carl realized he had fucked up. Yeah. I think JJ did probably the best that could have been done with the material that he was handed. And I think that speaks to JJ's skill as a storyteller. I'm I'm not fond of what JJ did with the Star Trek series, the Star Trek franchise and the Kelvin timeline. But I don't despise it either. And I think it's still better than The Last Jedi. I think he did a, a good job with the rise of Skywalker and correcting kind of basically fucking putting rudders on the ship and correcting course while the ship was moving. Um, so yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. And like I said, I came out of the movie with mixed feelings. It took me probably about a day to figure out just what I was thinking or what, what I thought about the movie and, and, and the end, but yeah, I like it. Well, uh, this is the point where we pick our next movie, but since Crowley has been such a good sport and, uh, has been with us for the next couple months and won't be with us any longer. I'm going to let him pick the next movie that James, Rob, and I will be reviewing. So Crowley. Wait, wait a minute. So he's just like picking one out of the list? Picking one out of the list. Oh, please yeah. don't be Metropolis 2. <laughs> I don't think there's a Metropolis <laughs> true. I think Thank you're fine. God. I think you're safe. I think you're safe. Uh, because Crowley forced me out of retirement. Uh, to fucking come on here and James. talk about, or yeah, because James, see, I'm fucking confused at this point. Like I need uh, some sort, I have a personality disorder, obviously, uh, uh, but I'm retiring after this because he, James forced me to come back and, and, and do episode eight and one and two and three and the last part of six. And then, six. And then eight Wait again. a minute. I thought, I thought two, you just watched the last 15 minutes. Well, yeah. Is there more to that movie? It still sucked. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so because he forced me to do that, he can go fuck himself and he can review Wild Wild West because I know he loves fucking Wild so Wild West. The one with uh, Kevin Klein and Will Smith. Yeah. That movie's just terrible. Like I, if I like was forced to determine, like you have to choose either episode eight or Wild Wild West. Oh, oh. Which one? Do I have a shoestring? Like, this is the first question I would ask. Do I have a shoestring? Second question I would ask is, can I hang myself with it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, next week we will be reviewing Wild Wild West. That was a 1999 film with Kevin Klein, Will Smith, and Selma Hayek. Looking forward to it, and I'm sure James will as well. So I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to get a hold of James in the next week. Uh, I, you know, we I'll could see try what his he's... wife. That's true. Yeah, His wife may know where he's at. I don't think he is. He's out. in the bushes, man. He's in the bushes of love. <laughs> he's in the bushes of love trying to woo Christina Hendricks. I, she got a divorce. 
I don't know whose fault it is. It might be his. Uh, we'll see. I guess we Maybe. can ask him next week. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Well, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, we'll see you at the new year. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Our pod crawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You, you can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkingspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to eargluemedia.com forward slash status Patreon. Oh, oh, he's cracking. There it is. Be sure to check out all of the other excellent podcasts at eargluemedia.com. And this goes without saying, but the poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed on this show are ours and might not be shared by Eargluemedia Media or anyone else for that matter. Rob is still a dick. And for this week, I'm Jason. Uh, spoiler, uh, we've already time traveled into 2020 and uh, have reviewed two shows already. Ha. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> two? I don't remember one. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't remember oh. the second one. You were. Hey, who's doing one. the character dissection on Rose Tico? Because nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week.